going on. We um, are trying to get ramped up for our uh, happenings event tomorrow at VSU. We'll be out there um, promoting the church. Got our tan up. Going to have some cool stuff going on. So uh, be praying with us for our influence. You know, um, every year we've done it now three years, and um, every year there's a lot of interest. Um, and I'm really just seeking God on how to get into the, the college community because uh, they definitely need Jesus. Amen. Um, and there's a lot of them that want Jesus. Uh, there's a lot of them that move here from their hometowns. This is their first year in, and they're looking for a church. They were churchgoers back home involved and, you know, graduated high school, moved out of their parents' house, and uh, now are starting to get out on their own. And so it's important that... Um, uh, you know, we, we get that door of opportunity available to them, and um, we're trying to find out what's the best way to reach that group, um, how to get to them, uh, because they have a hard time getting to us. A lot of them move uh, to Valdosta and go to VSU, and uh, they don't have vehicles. They don't have any type of transportation. They don't have any way to get around. So, you know, we've got to discover a way to get to them, get on campus, get something near them, something going on. Um, you know, this church is designed for everybody. We don't want any group uh, left out. And, um, uh, you know, we want to bring the kingdom to every opportunity we can. So just be in prayer with us, especially for tomorrow, um, for the influence that we make, the connections that we make, the people we talk to, the people that take brochures and flyers and drop cards and whatever else we have out there. And um, just pray that uh, God will move. Amen. So we've got that going on also this weekend. Don't forget his vision partnership this Sunday at 5 p.m. Um, so be in prayer for us. The uh, People will connect. People will get hooked up with the vision. Amen. It's exciting to get, get involved with something that God's doing. Amen. We get involved in all kinds of things that God has nothing to do with, but it's awesome when we have an opportunity to get hooked up with, with something that God is doing. And um, so we're partnering with the vision and getting people to partner with the vision. And uh, we're excited about every person, every individual, every family that comes bringing a gift and uh, choosing to be an asset to this ministry. And then we get to partner with them and help pull their purpose and function and, and design uh, out of their lives as well. It's a partnership. And, um, you know, we, we've all found that... Uh, a lot of fulfillment in life just happens to show up when you get hooked up with church. Amen. Because that's the reason why we're here. So uh, be in prayer for that as well. And um, then also don't forget Sunday morning is AFC Live. We'll have live worship. We'll have uh, music going on and um, kind of feel a little bit more uh, like a real church, I guess you could say. Amen. Not that we're not a real church, but uh, that's an entity we've been praying in for a while now been two years and um, uh, to have live worship will help us go to another level I believe it'll help people be attracted and uh, stay hooked up stay connected with what we're doing amen so uh, be excited about what's going on this weekend well let's get in the word father we thank you for this time to study your word discover your word hear your word and apply your word father we thank you that nothing is complete until we become doers of what we hear so father I thank you this evening that we give attention to your word we value everything that's spoken we value everything that is said these are not the words of man but these are the words of God and so I thank you that we place 
that attention and that value upon what is spoken tonight. I thank you that you uh, have to say exactly what needs to be said, exactly what we need to hear, amen, regardless of what we come in with, regardless of what is weighing on our lives, uh, regardless of what we've been dealing with this week, Father, I thank you that you have a word in due season that will refresh us, rejuvenate us, restore us. We thank you for all that you're doing in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's go to the beginning. Go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. I've got a simple message tonight, but I believe it'll be encouraging. I believe it'll be uplifting for us. Amen. Uh, And I want to talk about being in his image. In his image. Amen. And I want to help us discover what that image and that likeness is and uh, how we can continue to develop that in our lives. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, this is day six of creation. God is now in the process of creating every living creature. And uh, he throws in here at verse 26, he says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Notice how uh, being created in his image and in his likeness was a requirement for us to operate in the earth in the purpose and the plan that he gave us. That that wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't just trying to get someone else that looked like him or wasn't just trying to, uh, you know, create something and, and try to see, you know, if he can make a, a mini-me or a look-alike. Uh, he is basically stating here that being created in his image and in his likeness is necessary, a very important entity for us to operate the way he operated the way he thinks, the way he talks. See, God, when he created man, he he created him with the intention that we would be able to operate on earth the way he operates in heaven. That's a true statement, however hard that might be to swallow. And look, when you're looking at Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2 and the beginning of Genesis chapter 3, you've got to look at it with a different viewpoint. You can't look at it with the viewpoint that we have of us today. See, so many times we get locked into what we see around us that we visualize everything through this lens. But you got to remember that Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2 was before something very devastating happened that changed the course of mankind. So that shouldn't be a hard statement for you to swallow that says, God created you just like him so that you could operate just like him, so you could think like him, talk like him, walk like him, believe like him, respond like him, react like him. That's a true statement. Regardless of how hard it might be for us to to swallow the, the concept that, wow, God, the creator of the universe, the most almighty person in the entire world, created us to be just like him. And so this is the case. He says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Now, the word image, the word image means representation. Means representation or likeness. The word image means representation or likeness. He created man to be a representation of him, to look just like him to operate just like 
him to have all the same qualities and characteristics that God had. Now watch this. This is the definition of image. Image is a physical or visible likeness. Image is a physical or visible representation. For it to be an image, it has to be something that is natural, tangible, and can be seen. (laughs) Why is that so important? Because God is spirit. God is spirit, which means he uh, is in a realm that cannot be seen. He's in a realm that is not physical, that is not tangible, and that cannot be seen. He is in an invisible realm. God expanded and extended his kingdom to the earth, which is a visible and tangible physical location. So God, being spirit, created an image that can now be seen, that was tangible, natural, that you could touch, that you could see, that you could feel. God has just taken himself from the spirit realm and he has just put himself into the natural realm, the visible realm. God has just created uh, a visible picture, a visible image, a visible likeness of what he looks like in the invisible. That's the only difference between Adam and God. Besides the fact that God rules over Adam and Adam is still subdued to God, his creator. Because he belongs to the creator. Because a creator owns whatever he creates. So that's the only difference. We were created in the image, in the likeness of God. We became a visible representation of something that was invisible, something that could not be seen. That's powerful. So we're created in his image. Look at Psalm chapter 91. Psalms chapter 91. For God to say to Adam, have dominion, fill the earth and subdue it. To you, I'm giving you the ability to control and the ability to manage and the ability to uh, rule. For him to do that, he had to give Adam every quality that he contained to rule and manage and control. He wasn't telling Adam to do something that he was incapable of doing. He wasn't giving Adam an assignment that Adam had no way of actually following and operating in. He was telling him exactly what he wanted to do on the earth. And he said, I want you to do to the earth what I've done to heaven. I want you to put it, put it under your dominion, put it under your control. Psalms chapter 91 verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High 
shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The shadow of the Almighty. We are to be abiding in the shadow of God. We are to be the shadow. Now, what is a shadow? A shadow is an exact representation of its source. A shadow is an exact representation of its source. The shadow does what the source does. The shadow has the same frame that the source does. The shadow goes where the source goes. I know it's simple, but we're going somewhere. The shadow doesn't go where the source doesn't go. The shadow never becomes disconnected from its source. And this verse is telling us that we ought to be the shadow of the Almighty, abiding in the shadow of God. That means that God ought to be the source, and we ought to be doing exactly what the source is doing. Okay? We don't disconnect from the source. Abiding in his shadow means that he exists in your life. If you are in the Father's shadow, if you are in the shadow of the Almighty, that means that he's close enough to you that you are connected to the source. You can't be in the shadow of the Almighty, and the Almighty is in another location. That means you're right there, hooked up, connected to what the source is doing. And so we've got to learn to be connected as his image, as his likeness. We ought to be shadowing our Father God. Has anyone ever taken a job where you had to shadow someone for a few days? What did you do? You were learning to do what they did. (laughs) We should be shadowing our father. We should be walking right behind him. And when he says, all right, and then this is how I do it, then we do it that way. Why? Because we were created in his image, in his likeness. We have the characteristics and the abilities to do exactly what God is doing and what God wants to do. So the shadow never operates without the source. You know, if you you cast a shadow on anything, it doesn't move without you moving. It doesn't disconnect and go somewhere else. No, it does exactly, it follows exactly to the T, what you're doing. Well, that sounds a lot like Jesus, doesn't it? Jesus being the second Adam. Jesus says, I don't go anywhere that my father doesn't tell me to go. I only do what he tells me to do. I only say what he tells me to say. I only respond the way he tells me to respond. When he tells me to respond, I operate in the shadow of my father. Then 
Jesus says, and I'm going to go to heaven, but I'm going to send to you the comforter. And what did he say about the comforter? The comforter, he will not speak on his own initiative. He will not do what he wants to do. He will, you will know that every time the comforter, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, he's speaking exactly what the Father wants to, ha- wants to say and wants to be said because he's only going to speak according to his source. Now, when Adam and Eve sinned, their source changed. The thing that took place was they were still created in the image of the Father. They were still created, still created in his likeness. They still had his qualities. But what was missing was they began to operate in the shadow of another source. They began, they took on a different source and they began to respond the way someone else responds. Because isn't that exactly what Eve did? Eve did what the snake told her to do instead of what God told her to do. Eve said, I'm going to disconnect from this source. And I, I think I'm going to shadow this one over here. See, the shadow is never meant to have a mind of its own. The shadow is never meant to operate outside of God's will, God's authority, what God says, what God wants to do. See, we've got to learn to be in his image. We can't forget that we're created in his image. But the problem is, is you have a flesh suit on the outside. See, why, how can we be created in God's image if we all look different? Because the flesh doesn't matter. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the characteristics. We're talking about abilities. We're talking about resources. We're talking about power. We're talking about a mindset. I'm not talking about, you know, the way we look on the outside. When God said, I'm creating a being that looks like me, acts like me, responds like me, he wasn't talking about the outside. And so Adam and Eve became aware of their outside. Adam and Eve became more aware of their natural than they did their spiritual and began to realize, I can choose my course. I can be a shadow of a different source. I can, I can choose to follow what somebody else tells me to do. And so they changed their source. But look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. We all know this verse. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If anyone is in Christ, what's that? Your image. Your image. If you choose to change your source, if you choose to change uh, who you follow, and who you choose to obey, then your image changes. Notice that when you change your source, you change your image. No longer am I a shadow of the enemy. I've now become a shadow of the Almighty God. 
my creator, my father, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I am now choosing to be in Christ. That's my new source. So now my shadow is going to follow what Jesus does and is not going to follow what the devil wants me to do any longer. That's what happens when we all know the term being born again, when you get saved. But see, we have to make that conscious decision. We have to make that choice of I am now going to shadow somebody else. In today's day and age, the image of a Christian is becoming more and more tainted. Today's day and age, to be a Christian is not what it used to be in Acts chapter 3 and Acts chapter 11, when people will look at them and say, wow, they must be Christians because they're doing exactly what Jesus did. See, to be a Christian means to be Christ-like. The term Christian actually means you are a shadow hooked up to the source of Jesus. That's literally what that means. But we know today that the term is loosely thrown around and we have people that are trying to be Christ-like instead of being Christ-like. Jesus didn't try to do good. <laughs> he just did good. He just did the right thing. Oh, well, he was the son of God. I mean, he had more power and ability than all. I don't care. He was wrapped in flesh just like you and I. You know what you'll never find in the Bible about Jesus? You'll never find it say, and Jesus contemplated murder. Jesus thought about fornicating. Jesus was thinking in his mind he wanted to cuss them out, but he didn't. You know why? Because he knew if I think about it, I'll do it. Just to throw that out there. Jesus kept it from getting into his mind. That's how he kept it from coming out in his life. He didn't sit there and think about it. The Bible says that he was tempted on every level, just like you and I. Yet never sinned. Yet never gave in. The reason we give in to sin is because we think about giving in to sin. I remember I had a, a baseball coach in high school, and, uh, and I went to a Christian school too, man. But, hey, it was a Christian school filled with Christians. <clears throat> and I had a baseball coach, and we'd be on the baseball field, and they, we operated, they operated a, a preschool. And right behind the baseball field was the playground. And so, you know, in the afternoons, it was common for the teachers to bring out the kids. And there was this one young girl. I mean, she probably couldn't have been more than 18 or 19. And my coach is married. He's probably like, he's got kids older than this girl. He's like in his 50s. And he's like, you know, making comments to us, a bunch of, hormonal teenage boys that don't need to be hearing half the stuff he's coming coming out of his mouth and you know we're like geez coach I don't 
Nothing you should be talking about her like that. He's like, oh, you know, you know what they say. You can, uh, you can window shop, but you can't touch or whatever it is. Said, yeah, you window shop enough, and you're going to be touching, you're going to be buying. Because that's how it works. You think about it, you settle on it, you keep it in your brain long enough, and eventually it's going to come out in your life. And so Jesus just never sat around thinking about it. He never, he never said, I wish I could. Or man, it, he never said, man, if I wasn't the son of God, I'd, I'd, tell them what, I'd tell them who they are. He never had those conversations with himself. He never said that stuff. He never thought like that. He chopped it off in his brain. And so he never had to deal with it actually coming out. In his life. So Jesus was the shadow of the Father. Now 2 Corinthians 5.17 says if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. He's a new image. That's what that creation is referring to. He is now the image of God once again. He is now uh, the likeness carrying the characteristics and the qualities and the abilities and the resources of the Almighty God. You now abide in the shadow of the Almighty once again. If you change your source, you change your image. Now go to Ephesians chapter 4. In Christ is our position. And we as believers, we have to become familiar with in Christ, and being in Him. That was Paul's term for communicating this new life in the kingdom that we now possess, this new life in the kingdom that we're now to live. He would say, you are in Christ or in Him. And that's now who we are. You've got to begin to associate that, because if you don't, you will associate with what you see being in the world. And many people, many Christians are still trying to get out of sin when they need to realize that you're in him. And so you become how you see yourself, how you, per how you perceive yourself. There's denominations out there that say uh, we are sinners Saved by grace. Well, guess what they do all the time? They sin. And they go, on, go to church on Sunday morning and they repent of all the sin they've done all week long. And there's repentance. There's forgiveness. But God wants us to be in a habit of righteousness, not in a habit of sin. What's a habit? It's what you practice. It's what you do habitually. It's what you do by habit. It is a habit for me to walk in love when people are cussing me up and down. It's a habit for me to, uh, to, to be faithful to God with my finances rather than spending it on worldly things. It's a habit for me to hold my tongue when I want to say something different. It's a habit. You practice it on a regular basis. Not practice sin. And, and many people are only in the habit of forgiveness and repentance. And that's not the habit we're supposed to be in. 
And so in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21, says, If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Notice that he's telling us, you put it off. You shut it down. You don't give uh, opportunity for the flesh. It doesn't just go away. It doesn't just cease. You don't just all of a sudden want to just live for God. You might have the desire, but it doesn't come out until you decide that you are putting off the former conduct, putting off those things that you used to do, putting off the image of the world that you used to associate with and putting on the new image, the new creation being in Christ Jesus. Now associating yourself with a different source because when you change your source, you change your image. Me and and Caleb Clay, we're going to cast off two different shadows. His is going to be a lot taller than mine. Because his shadow is tied to his source. My shadow is tied to my source. And the shadow should look exactly like the source, and you will look exactly like the source that you're connected to. Let's keep going. Verse 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. He's telling you exactly what your shadow should look like. He's telling you exactly what this shadow, this image that is being cast off from the source, the Father, what it should look like, what the image should resemble, what the likeness should be like. Put on the new man. Change your source so you can change your image. Many people are trying to change their image without changing their source. Many people are trying to change the shadow without changing the one that's casting the shadow. The enemy is always going to cast his shadow. If you want any idea of what that shadow looks like, just keep on reading into chapter 5. Hatred and bitterness and Loose tongues and no self-control. But he tells us right here, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, the truth is in him. The truth, the real image, who you really are, is in Jesus. So get hooked up to that source and then you will take on that image. Look at this in the New Living Translation. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Verse 23. Instead, 
Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Notice how a renewal of your thoughts and your attitudes will change your image. Some of us have bad thoughts and bad attitudes, and so we have a bad image. If we would change how we think and change how we feel about things, change the attitude, we would change our image. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. The new nature, the new image, hooked up to the new source, is righteous and holy. Those are the two words that a lot of Christians today don't even think are possible. Yet this verse is telling us that that ought to be your image. That ought to be what you look like. And if you're hooked up to the proper source, you will cast off the proper image. The only reason why righteousness and holiness are not attainable is if you're hooked up to the wrong source. If you don't value God's word, if you don't give attention to it, if you don't choose to be a doer of the word, if you don't choose to apply it in your life, if you don't choose to live it out, if you're still associating with things of the world, if you're still thinking like people of the world, if you're still doing things that you did before you got saved, then you're hooked up to the wrong source. Because doing the new life, living the new life, is made possible by putting off the old life. We can't have both. You can't, you can't have two different shadows. You ever notice that? You can't have two different shadows. The shadow is the shadow. So when we get connected to God, the proper source, then we will be the proper shadow of his kingdom. And that's when we are able to operate in the kingdom properly. That's when Adam and Eve were able to do what they were called to do is because they were hooked up to the right source. They were hooked up to God's word. So when God said, be fruitful and multiply, they were able to do it. When God said, don't eat of that tree, they were able to do it. When God said, name all the animals, he was able to do it. Because he, he was hooked up to the right source. So we've got to learn to change our source. If we are going to operate in the kingdom of God as he has called us to, as he has positioned us, as he has given us his image and his likeness, his abilities to do it, then we have to hook up to that source. The other source, the source of the world, the source of the enemy, is out to kill everything that God's source wants to give you. God's source wants to give you peace. But the enemy wants to give you anxiety and worry. God's source wants to give you healing. But the enemy's source wants to get to you sickness and disease. God's source wants to give you prosperity. But the enemy's source wants to give you poverty. 
and you notice how those two shadows are completely different. Are you casting a shadow of prosperity? Are you casting a shadow of poverty? Are you casting a shadow of healing? Or are you casting a shadow of sickness? Are you casting a shadow of, of, uh, of, of peace? Or are you casting a shadow of anxiety? Joy or depression? Any image that you see in yourself, you can always tie it back to a source. A depressed shadow is tied to a depressed source. A depressed shadow has not been reading God's word and looking at God's word and, and getting, uh, getting joy of the Lord because the joy of the Lord is your strength. An impoverished shadow is not one that's been going into God's word and been getting hooked up to uh, what his word says about uh, he wants to meet all of our riches in glory. He wants to meet all of our needs, that we have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. See, we gotta, that's when you got to start looking at your image. That's when you got to start looking inside and saying, all right, what, what shadow am I casting? What shadow am I casting on? And taking on. Am I being the shadow of my God or am I being a shadow of the enemy? Am I being a shadow of who God says I already am or am I being a shadow of what I used to be? Because you can't be both. And so we have to begin to look at this. We have to understand what it means to be created in his image, in his likeness. You had to be created in his image and his likeness to do what he's called you to do. That's simple. And so now we've got to begin to uh, get hooked up to the proper source. If you don't like the image that you have, then you need to get hooked up to the source that will give you the image you're looking for. And here's the thing. is Since we're in the physical, visible realm, people aren't going to see God. People can't tell that you're born again. People can't tell that you've had a, a renewed spirit. People can't tell that, uh, you know, you, you went down one day and prayed a prayer. All that they're going to see is the shadow that you are casting. So you've got to cast the right shadow to get people to see God in you. In Acts chapter Acts chapter 4, verse 13. It says that when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, when they saw the boldness, they didn't see Jesus. 
they saw someone that looked just like Jesus. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Look, they saw that there should have been a shadow that looked different from what they were actually casting. When you get yourself hooked up to the right source and you start becoming a shadow of God rather than a shadow of the world, people will become perplexed because they will say, shouldn't your shadow be shorter? Shouldn't your shadow look like this? Shouldn't your shadow be uneducated and untrained? But they looked at him and said, these people look just like Jesus. They are the shadow of Jesus himself. This is what the world needs to be saying about us. This is, the, what, this is what the world needs to be saying about who we are. The world needs to be looking at them and saying, they look just like Jesus. Not because you told them you're a Christian. Not because you told them you were born again or you got saved one day or that you go to a certain church. They should be able to tell you're the shadow of something different. Because there's only two shadows out there. So either your shadow looks like them or your shadow looks like God. Wow, you, you talk about money differently. You talk about sickness differently. You talk about peace differently. Why? Because I'm just casting a shadow of my father. I'm casting a shadow of my king, my creator. I'm hooked up to a different source. And you know what? If you get hooked up to my source, you can have the same image. You can get hooked up to the source just like I'm hooked up to this source. And you can cast a different shadow. You can, instead of being in the shadow of sin, you can be in the shadow of life and righteousness and holiness. Instead of being in the shadow of sickness and disease, you can be in the shadow of healing. Instead of being in the shadow of, of poverty and barely making it and going week to week and paycheck to paycheck, you can be in the shadow of more than enough and abundance. Instead of being in the shadow of depression, you can be in the shadow of joy. Instead of being in the shadow of fear and worry, and anxiety, you can be in the shadow of take no thought. You can be in the shadow of seek first the kingdom and everything else is taken care of. We've got to change our image because look, people are looking at you and they're determining if you're hooked up to the same thing they're hooked up. And if we can change our source, we can change our image. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that you have given us your image. You have given us your likeness. And Father, we uh, choose today to be hooked up to your source, be hooked up to your power, be hooked up to your life, and so that we can cast a different shadow in this world. Father, there are people that are looking to us and looking at us and wondering what's different about us. What do you do different? Why do you act different? Why do you respond different? Why do you talk different? And it's because we're hooked up to a different source. So, Father, I thank you today that we begin to view ourselves not 
uh, through the lens of the world, but through your lens, how you see us. Because you've given us that image, you've given us that likeness, you've given us those qualities and those abilities. And I thank you, Father, that we now begin to see ourselves the way you see us with all the resource that you have given us. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for the image and the likeness that you have created us in. And I thank you, Father, that we will hook up to the proper source in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen.